Greetings, Irrelevance. I'm Prince Handsome, and this is another episode of Keeping It Handsome. So today we're going to talk mostly about what happened on AEW Dynamite this past Saturday, and also NXT TakeOver. Um, There really wasn't anything happening locally, so I'll mostly focus on those things today. So let's get started. So first I want to address something. Um, You know... When I, you know, posted those, the picks, my picks to, you know, face for certain titles in AIWF and, you know, just me having this podcast in general, I think people have a misunderstanding of a podcast or just a misunderstanding of someone having free speech, you know, at the end of the day, anybody that does a podcast, it's just their own opinion, they get, they have a platform where they can voice their opinion or their views or their likes and dislikes and and people have the opportunity to take the time to listen to it and and agree or disagree, like it or don't like it, whatever, whatever. Like this is a podcast. I decided to do it because I wanted to, you know, basically give my opinion on certain things in WWE, AEW, Impact, anything else, Ring of Honor, as well as, you know, local talent who sometimes don't get recognized or don't get showcased or don't really get, people don't get to see the potential they have i'm basically using this to help you know put those people to the front put those people on notice and also be supportive and 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 help you know this surrounding area you know mcclenny jacksonville south georgia orlando help put all of it on notice um because i feel like a lot of times with a lot of people in this industry that have such big egos they're is some support, but not a lot of support. So this is my whole purpose of doing this podcast. Um, if people listen to it, they do. If they don't, oh well, I'm still gonna do it because this is what I wanna do. So with that out the way, um, I'll go ahead and talk about what happened on AEW. Um, so first I'll talk about the Tag Team Cup, um, the finals between um, Ali and um, Brandy Rose versus Diamantes and um, Ivelisse. Um, Ivelisse and Diamantes, I don't even know if I'm saying her name right, but Diamantes, um, they won. Um, it was a really, actually a really, 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 really good match. I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was, but it actually was a really good match. Um, you know, Ivelisse and Diamantes, they both are really good. You know, that there was no surprise there. They really, you know, put it all on the line. Um, so them winning, I'm wondering what is this going to do for them? Um, I'm not really sure what's next for them, but I would think they would be deserving of um, a title shot against um, Hikaru Shida. Um, I still think that it should have been Ty Conti and um, Anna Jay really to win the finals because I felt they, like I said before, they benefit so much more. But still, all in all, you know, they are the winners. Um, there was a really good match. Um, Allie, to me, she was like the MVP of this match. She really was doing like she really turned it up this match um this is me really getting to watch her like fully fully to her full potential um and it was great um i feel like how i feel about her is the same way i felt about Britt baker when they both were faces i didn't too much care for them but now that they're kind of heelish well she's kind of heelish like she's kind of like trying to bench on her whatever they're trying to decide to do with her storyline wise but her being a heel all in all like i like this side of her um so I'm, you know, I feel the same way about her like I did with Britt Baker. So I really like this heel side because I feel like she brings out the best in herself and she's able to do a little bit more maybe that she wasn't whichever she was a face. Um, but yeah, she was MVP of this match. I really was impressed with what she had going on. She really like, um, 
pressed through and she really was like the strongest link of her team. Um, Brandy's getting better, um, but I think that um, Allie picked up a lot of slack and she looked great and it was a really good match. Um, and there was a lot of tag team matches. Um, some of them were a little overwhelming, but they still were good. You know, you had a lot of the guys um, in there that had a lot of good spots, you know, kept you entertained. A lot of big stuff happened. Um, to me personally, it just was so many, but it's kind of overwhelming, but it was still good. Um, so the thing with FTR and Tully Blanchard, I guess now they're aligned. I think it's kind of good because, you know, FTR kind of fits like the old school type of wrestling. They kind of go back to those old time values or that old school values. And I think this is a really good, um, like pairing. I kind of like the fact that AEW does the whole thing where, you know, they have um, Arn, you know, aligned with Cody and Tully with um, Sean Spears and now FTR, like kind of as a coach um, kind of thing or mentor kind of thing. I kind of like it. It's, it's a very good approach and it kind of like brings um, some something different, some, you know, more like a, I don't know, accountability as far as like the actual sports side of professional wrestling. I kind of just like it. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what they're doing. I know too, they're kind of going the hill route, but I'm not sure. Like they're one of those people too, they're kind of going back and forth. Um, I really like FTR. I really think they have a lot to offer. I'm sure they're like pushing them to go for the tag titles. I think I could, you know, in the future, see them in the near future, see them going up against um, Kenny Omega and um, Hangman Page. So it's going to be interesting to see where it ends. But I'm pretty sure, yeah, they're probably going to be the ones getting the titles next. Um, also, you know, there were some good promos um, on the show. Um, I'm a big Ricky Starks fan. Um, his promo was really funny. I feel like that's something I would do. I basically tried to like impersonate Darby Allen. It was kind of hilarious, but um, I, yeah, like I said, like I feel like that was something I would do. And I, it was funny. It was really good. It was intense. And um, these two are two young guys that they have there that have so much potential and they're gonna go so like far. Like Darby Allen is really like on their radar and they're, they're really like trying to push him to be one of the biggest stars that they have, you know, along with, you know, he, you know, standing along with John Moxley and, and Cody and Sean Spears and all them, like, they're really pushing him up to that um, next level. Um, but to see Ricky starts and him um, like going back and forth, having a rivalry, doing a storyline, I think this is great. These are two different people with both have good charisma, good stories, um, you know, they have so much to offer as far as what they can do in the ring, you know, with their different styles. Um, you know, they, they, I feel like they'll have a really good story to tell um, if they let them, like, string this on a little longer. I don't know how long this is going to last because, like, it kind of just started. Um, but I really like to see more of this because I feel like these two in the ring, they could really make some magic happen. Um, but the promo and all, I loved it. It was hilarious to me in the beginning. Um, but it's great. I love it. Um, and also the promo that Cody... I mean, not Cody, um, the promo MJF, um, I'm starting to love this, like, MJF 2020 thing, like, he's, like, one of the biggest heels, the biggest hated heel they have on AEW, and, you know, to me, he's really setting the bar, um, as far as, like, heels in this day and age, a lot of them kind of, like, what the old school says, like, they broke, break kayfabe, now that we're on social media and stuff, but um, MJF kind of stays true to it, and I think he's really setting the bar for them. Like I say, as far as AEW and WWE, I think Randy Orton is 
the best heel they have on WWE, and, and MJF is the best heel they have on AEW. So um, he's really doing some some fun, interesting segments. He basically did one where he had his lawyer talk to him, then we talked for him, and basically try to um, ban the, uh, his finisher, um, John Moxley's finisher. And they're going to get him to sign a paper saying that in the match, the title match, he is not allowed to do it. And if he does, he'll be sued. So that was like a different, interesting angle they added to it. And I think that's like clever. AEW is very like clever at, at bringing in new ideas and new innovative like type of techniques and, and, and different ways to like make a match more interesting versus WWE, who's kind of been trying to, but at the same time, it's just not been hitting. Like AEW's been kind of like taking the advantage from them as far as that because their their ideas are a little bit more realistic and, and, and bring a little bit more realism um, to wrestling. So um, this is like a good idea. I love it. I love the whole thing. He had his his um, campaign people there with him and, you know, he had a lawyer and the lawyer spoke for him and he had a little, you know, dramatics to it, trying to tear up and stuff. Like, I love him, Jeff. He's really doing great. So... I think this will be a good um, match once they have it between him and John Moxley, and and two it'll be good to see you know kind of like a new school kid, um, you know going up against old school. But MJF in a way he still kind of has those old school values as well. Um, one thing I like about him when he wrestles, he's one of those wrestlers that pick a a spot and and keep hitting and hitting and, and breaking him down to where you know it's a disadvantage for his opponent. He knows how to you know pick the limbs and and really make it his advantage as far as like trying to you know go for a win so i love watching him in the ring he he does really good work as a heel um so yeah i'm, I'm very excited for this match with him and john moxley um so then the last thing i'm going to talk about is uh cody rhodes and the Brody lee match um i wasn't expecting this um but Brody lee kind of like handled him majority of the Cody the majority of the match um which I think is good too because I mean I feel like if if he was strong on he kept winning and winning winning it kind of would have got redundant um so I think Brody Lee was a good person to drop the title to um so it's kind of great um to see that happen um now we'll get to see a little bit more Brody Lee in matches because I know you know before he has like his Dark Order doing a lot of matches. He kind of stands and watches. Now we get to see a little bit more in the ring, and he really brought that big man strong style to the match, and he really gave it to Cody Rhodes. So um, maybe this will be a, a longer story. We'll see some more back and forth between him and Cody. Um, Brody's doing a great job, like like him and FTR and and uh, Sean Spears and all these guys that came from WWE. I really think that they have a chip on their shoulder. They're like proving, you know, why. WWE is really going to regret letting them go. Um, so all in all, the show was pretty good. Um, I think NXT did a little bit better, um, and that's what I'm going to transition to now. It's NXT. Um, the first thing I'm going to address, I guess, is the whole thing with Keith Lee. Like it sucks because you know he relinquished the North American title, you know, and you know they had the whole tournament for that. And then now, he, you know, he went against Killer Cross and basically lost it. So now it's like, it sucks because now he has neither one of the titles. And, and you know, WWE's notorious for not really giving the black wrestlers a little, you know, lengthy, significant title reigns, you know, minus the New Day, but it's only the tag team titles. You know, anytime they had, you know, individual titles, it, they're very short-lived. So it's very common for 
black wrestlers to have a short-lived title reign and it kind of sucks because I wanted to see how far Keith Lee would you know go and I really think he really could have been one of the top guys or the faces for NXT if they would have let him but of course they're not um, and it kind of like I said it really sucks that he lost the title hopefully there'll be some more back and forth and maybe he get it again who knows you know WWE's WWE um, but it really sucks yeah I, I kind of hate that because I think he deserved a little bit longer time with that title I am happy for Killer Cross I love him and Scarlett Birdo um, so it's going to be interesting what the, what's next for them not to have the title um, I really hope they do more like vignettes and segments with them um, playing more to their characters because I feel like it would make their presence a little bit more stronger to bring more relevance to them it'll add more to whatever stories they're involved with with other wrestlers so hopefully they keep those out more with them um and now we'll talk about the north american title um you know it was a great match it was a ladder match to me my pick was either damian priest or um trevor lee um, I've been watching Trevor Lee since he was in Impact, so it's kind of good to see that WWE's kind of like pushing him. Um, and I really thought he was going to be the one to win. Um, but like I said before, it was Damian um, Priest. Really happy for him. Um, I guess it would have been a little too early for Trevor Lee because they're still pushing him. He's still trying to like get a little bit more known or get a little bit more heat behind him as far as being a heel and, and the fans being behind him. I think, you know, the fan favorite um, between those two would be Damian Priest. Um, he just has a very good ring presence. He's a big guy. He does some very innovative moves um, and it suits him. Um, will It'll be interesting how long he has the title because I hope they don't just, you know, have it flying back and forth from different guys. Like, I should, you know, let one of these guys really hold out for a while you know, to help build them and help build that title and help make some big moments. Because I don't really think Johnny Gargano needed it. And it's like, they, they basically watered down Velveteen Dream. I hate that because, you know, they have something special with him. And it's like, maybe it's because the whole, like, speaking out thing, maybe they're kind of, like, chilling on him and they're trying to ease him back into it. They don't give him too much attention because maybe there's still some stuff going on. But it's like, it seems like they really watered down Velveteen Dream, and I hate that because he's a star. They have a big star on their hands. It's like they're kind of not really taking advantage of it. Um, but, you know, he was just there, and I really don't think Johnny Gargano needed it. Um, so, yeah, I'm very happy with Damian Priest. Um, that was a good pick, and it was a very good match, um, as, as well as the, the match with... Um, I forget his name. Crap. Finn Balor. The Finn Balor match is really good as well. You know, you got to see some good technical wrestling from Mr. Thatcher and, and you know, Finn mixing his element as well. I think that was a nice touch to the show as well. Um, and then the tag team titles. Who was it? Um, oh, yeah, the, the tournament or the number one contendership. I'm happy that Breezango, they got the the number one containership because um, I really think that now that they're back on NXT it'll give them a little bit more to do um, because they're they're entertaining to watch you know they're very seasoned wrestlers and I think that's the best place for them because WWE kind of was shelving them or you know letting them get lost in the mix and I could really see them being the tag team titles I mean the tag team champions um, it, it's going to be interesting to see uh, 
if they do go ahead and let them go with it, because, you know, WWE is known for, like, kind of messing stuff up, I feel like that would be a great win for them, and, and they'll put on some great matches, whoever they go up against, because um, you have so many tag teams in NXT, and they're all really good, and they all have different gimmicks and, and, and different interesting traits about all of them. Um, so it'll be really great to watch um, what unfolds next. I'm a big DJZ fan, um, but now he's caught walking, what is it, walking wild or whatever. Um, you know, it was good to see him in the match. Um, I hope they really do something to him because he's very talented. He's been wrestling for years. He, you know, he's been in Mexico. He's been all over. Um, so getting to see him in the match was great. And I hope they really utilize him as well. Um, I think he would be a great NXT Cruiserweight champion. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm very, I'm very happy for the winners, you know, Brizago. I really hope they give him the titles because I think they could do some great things with it and they help give that tag team division a little bit more relevance um, than it has now. Um, let's see, the Io Shirai match, to me it was kind of short. Um, if they were going to go that route as far as like Dakota Kai getting drugged all over the ring, I would have just let her go up against somebody else and made a better match. Um, I, I don't think that really was needed for a takeover. Um, I really like a Raquel Ungazas, the lady, the woman that's aligned with Dakota Kai. Like she's like a big strong woman and I think normally with big strong women they kind of like make them do minimum as far as moves and stuff and and they don't do as much if you look at Nia Jax um, but she actually does a lot she you know she's been blowing me away every week that she gets in the ring and gets to do anything I think she'll be something a force to reckon with I think they should utilize her more and she can be the next big heel in NXT um, she's something special and if they keep pushing her and you know add a little flavor to her I think she could be a next top heel like I would love to see her and, and Charlotte Flair mix it up in the ring um, they just gotta you know give a little bit more personality add a little bit more layers to her um, and she really could be something great like I'd rather have seen that than than Dakota Kai, if that's what they were going to do for. They really should have either given Dakota a little bit longer time in the ring with her or just picked a different opponent like Rhea Ripley. And then Rhea Ripley got face-to-face with um, Raquel um, Gonzalez, so that'll be interesting to see those two in the ring because they're both big Amazon-type built women, and they could put on a great match. So hopefully on the next NXT, we'll see those two ladies lock up. And then last but not least, um, the McAfee versus... Adam Cole match. Um, it, um, McAfee, he surprised me. He's very athletic. You know, he kind of like naturally just went into that match and, and put on, like, it, it seemed like maybe he's been wrestling for a few years. Um, I was thinking maybe it'll be a little hesitation, a little mess up, but no, he did pretty good. Um, this is actually a really good match. And, and um, you know, Adam Cole came up with the win. I think it helps, you know, push and elevate Adam Cole even higher. I'd love to see them go at it again. Um, like this would have been, if they would have built it longer, again, longer time, this would have been a great WrestleMania match. Because, um, you know, if he's that naturally that good to where he transitioned to, you know, being a wrestler in the ring or doing those spots in the ring, like he really could have had a longer storyline and they really could have like had this as a WrestleMania match, like he really, you know, actually surprised me with what he was doing in the ring, and he's super athletic. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, it was a good match. I loved it. Um, I love that you know Adam Cole just mixes very well with a lot of wrestling. He can go in the ring with a lot of those people and just really put on a great match.
Um, so, like I said, I think NXT TakeOver was probably the best show of the night. Um, they had some pretty good matches. Like I said, I really hate it for Keith Lee, but hopefully they give him another chance. They should. Like I said, they really give black wrestlers crap. Um, so I'll give you updates. Probably do another um, recap of NXT when it comes on this week, um, as well as AEW, because I'm really looking forward to the thing with MJF and John Moxley and, and Ricky Starks and Darby Allen. Um, so I'll keep that posted. Um, also, I'm going to post the interview um, that the professors of wrestling did with Alexander Knight. You know, they, he asked him a few questions he, as far as, you know, like some regular stuff like how to get into wrestling, you know, what's next for him now that he's the champion, what's the difference between, you know, going from tag team to, to singles. Um, so you really get to know Alexander a little bit better. So I'm going to post that on the um, Keeping It Handsome page as well. So take a look at the interview if you haven't already. So with that being said, I'm Prince Hanson, and this is another episode of Keeping It Handsome. Greetings, Irrelevance. Prince Handsome here for another episode of Keeping It Handsome. Today, we're going to recap SummerSlam Raw and talk a little bit about AW Dark. So let's get started. So first, I'll talk about SummerSlam and what happened on SummerSlam. Um, we'll start with the Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville match. First off, I don't know what in the world was going on with some, um, Mandy Rose's hair, but um, I didn't like it. I don't know what she got going on with that. But anyway, that's just a little side note. Um, but for the most part, this is like, I feel like this was a good opportunity for Mandy Rose because she got, you know, a longer match. No matter how much are kind of short, but she was in a longer match. So we got to see a little bit more of her wrestling ability. I know at one point they wanted to push Mandy. Um, hopefully they still will because she does have potential. She just a little, needs a little bit more time in the ring. Um, they were originally supposed to have a hair versus hair match, um, but that was changed because um, Sonya Deville um, is going on trial for the situation she had with the stalker, um, and they, the lawyer, her lawyer basically was letting WWE know that it wouldn't um, look professional, it just wouldn't be a good look for her when she goes to court if she had a shaved head, um, so that's why the stipulation was changed um, according to WrestleZone. But all in all, it was a pretty good match. Mandy Rose went over. Um, you know, I think Mandy Rose needs more matches, you know, like this where it's a little bit more lengthy um, because I, I really do think she has potential. Um, but it was a pretty decent match for the most part. Um, the next thing I'll talk about is Bailey versus Asuka. Um, one thing I'm just really disappointed is, is I don't see the reason why Bailey and Sasha really have to have all the titles. There's so many women they have now. I know they're trying to limit the wrestlers because of the COVID. They're not, you know, trying to be precautious with the whole, you know, coronavirus and not getting anybody positive or anything. But it's like they have so many women that they could utilize. You know, they they could, you know, have the iconics with the tag team title. They have, you know, Ruby Ride and Liv Morgan together again. You know, they have women on NXT. Um, there's so many options they have, and they're, you know, not, not giving these girls the opportunity. Um, that they deserve and in this option they have right now um 
you know, and they're just giving these two girls these titles. Um, I'm kind of over Bailey. Um, I like Sasha a lot. I, I like, you know, any match she really gets in, she really puts on a great match with them. She really gets them out there, her opponent over, gets herself over. Um, so I'm pretty happy where I'm just really over Bailey. Um, so it sucks that Sasha was the one that lost her title on um, SummerSlam. Um, and she had a match against Bailey, and she had a match against, well, Asuka had a match against Bailey and Sasha. Um, Bailey won her match against Asuka, but then Asuka won her match against Sasha, so now Asuka is the Raw Women's Champion. Um, but yeah, there's there's so much potential, so many women that is deserving of the title. Um, I just really don't understand why they really, you know, giving these two women all the titles. The, my only reason would be the whole thing with COVID. Um, but both matches were really good. I really enjoyed Sasha's match against Asuka um, better because, like I said, Sasha's very good at like putting on a great match with anybody she mixes up in the ring with. Um, match with Bailey was was pretty good, but I also more liked um, Sasha versus Asuka better. Um, and then um, the next two matches I talk about, I feel like were the matches of the night. So it, the first one I would say, or it would be number two up under the next one, but um, Dominic versus Seth Rollins. I think this was a great match. Um, I think Dominic did very well. I think, you know, Seth Rollins did really good at carrying, you know, helping uh, Dominic in a match, you know, his first big match. I think he's doing a great job with working with Dominic um, in the ring. I mean, it was really great, you know, the family being involved and the emotion involved and, and the athletic ability. I think they they did a great job with this match. The only thing I would say would, would have been a great to add to it is maybe getting the mom a little bit more in the mix. Maybe she comes down when she's tired of seeing her son being beat and maybe start, you know, she could have been starting well in the um, kendo sticks, you know. But other than that, the match to me was great. It was a great match. Um, I'm really impressed with Dominic. Um, Right now, to me, I feel like they shouldn't have Dominic compete on Raw, which they did. Um, but I would probably hold him out until Payback. That's what I would have done. Um, you know, maybe had this match at, at Payback or had a rematch against Seth at Payback with maybe a different stipulation, like a last man standing or a, a cage match or something like that. Because, you know, it, it really would have added more to the, the rivalry or the storyline that's going on. Um, but I really like this. You know, I was a little iffy at first because I know that Dominic's been training, but I didn't know, like, how extensive it's been or how far along he's been. But he did pretty good in the match. Um, and like I said, you know, now um, you see more of his mom and, you know, of course his dad's there. So it, it, I think it adds more to the storyline with the family being more involved because it adds more to the emotion and, and, and how important it is and how they're, you know, promoting um, just, like, being family oriented one thing I can say about the Latino um, community is like they are family oriented so it's a, it's a good thing to see that being displayed on you know WWE or you know the WWE platform but um, I really liked this storyline I really am liking it right now and I really hope it goes further um, so hopefully we will get to see a match with them at Payback um, but that would be awesome to see maybe Dominic and Seth in like a cage match or something was just secluded to just those two everybody else is banned or maybe you know the match that they did on Raw they maybe could have did that at Payback um, but yeah I really didn't think they need to put them on Raw going up against each other just yet I would have saved that for Payback especially if it's coming up Sunday 
Um, the next match, which I think was the match of the night for SummerSlam, was you know Randy Orton versus um, Drew McIntyre. Um, you know, this match reminds me of the old day or the back in the early 2000s, mid 2000s. You know, this would be like a you know one of those big SmackDown main event matches to me. It, it was great to see these two mix it up in the ring. You know, of course, Randy's doing a great job as being one of the most hated, the most relevant heels in the WWE, and then you know Drew McIntyre is constantly proving himself each storyline he's in, each match he's in, um, it, each title defense. I think this was a great match um, between the two. They really duked it out, and they really did good. And from what I've seen on why they're actually going to continue it out some more. Um, but all in all, I think that was the match of the night. And then the last thing I'll talk about as far as um, SummerSlam goes is uh, the match with The Fiend and um, Braun Strowman. Um, what I've noticed about Braun Strowman is that all the times he has had, besides this one, they've never been like very memorable or, or very like notable or important titles runs for him because they, it's like they kind of just throw one on him and then he loses it a couple of weeks later. Um, this one to me, it seems like it means a little bit more. This is like a little bit more relevant title reign for him. Um, I think, you know, the, the Fiend or Bray Wyatt, he's doing a great job at like helping this be like a memorable storyline between you know those two and um this was a pretty good match as well um i really was thinking braun was gonna go over um but he didn't um the fiend won um but i really think you know the mix between those two you know they have a backstory you know braun being a, a part of bray Wyatt's little group they have like a story that connects them and it is something they can fall back on you know they had the swamp match so this was probably an actual like worthy notable title reign or title defense that Ron Strowman had because you know he had the Intercontinental Champion it just it just was like whatever okay he's the Intercontinental Champion or he won the tag team title with the little kid it's just like okay whatever I feel like you know he was getting to the point where you know this title that he had now the W yeah, the WWE or was it Universal? Universal title. It actually, you know, meant something. Um, but it just sucks that he didn't retain. But I'm sure this story will continue. And then all of a sudden you see Roman Reigns jump in there, which I don't think they needed to throw Roman Reigns in there. Um, I think this could have, you know, gone longer and, and been a little bit more successful. Bray Wyatt is very creative. And he could have come up with more creative ideas to add to the storyline, maybe some more creative cinematic matches between him and Braun, like, they have so much to work with since, you know, they were paired in a group when it, Bray Wyatt was Bray Wyatt, and, um, you know, he had the Wyatt family, so, I, to me, I just don't understand why they had to throw Roman Reigns in there, but, you know, that's their it boy, um, so, I mean, in a way, it's good to see Roman Reigns, like, I really like Roman Reigns, um, but I don't think it was needed, so it'll be interesting to see what's gonna go on between those two, I see that they're gonna have a triple threat match for the Universal title, um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting what those two or those three are going to have in store. Um, to me, I, I'm sure Bray Wyatt will probably retain, but we'll see. Um, so that was all I really had for SummerSlam. Um, like I said, I feel like the Randy Orton Drew McIntyre match was the match of the night. Um, and then behind that was the Dominic versus Seth Rollins. So then we're going to Raw. And like I said, with Raw, I really wouldn't have put Dominic versus Seth again but they had the tag team match um, it was a pretty good tag team match and then the weird thing happened where these people in black 
came and interfered, so there wasn't a finish. Um, I'm not sure where they're going with these people or if these maybe just extras they're using or actually these people are going to, you know, have a thing kind of similar to the Nexus. Um, but, you know, maybe Dominic is going to actually get his match at Payback or Rey Mysterio. Um, but it would have been nice to see it finish with that. So hopefully whatever they're doing with these mysterious people, it's going to be something worth it. Um, also, um, back to, you know, the whole situation with the women, not all the women being utilized. On Raw, you have a match, Shayna versus Bailey, and then Nia Jax comes out, interferes in the match, you know, beating up on Shayna, then they're like looking at each other and they're they're cool now and then they're going to have a tag team match with one another and then at payback it's going to be them two versus Sasha and Bailey for the tag team so I was like I really don't understand like why like why they're doing this you know you have all these other women that are paired that are legitimate tag teams and you just put Shayna and, and Nia together like I would love to see Shayna you know in a good storyline between maybe Bailey or Sasha um, two you know they've in the past shown her as very dominant so I think she should have dominated the majority of the match she had with Bailey, but of course that didn't happen um, so it's kind of like watering her down and I really hope they don't water her down I know that Paul Heyman was really heavy on her and really liked her and really was pushing her so now that he's out of the picture as far as like being head director or whatever um, it's different now but to me that match should have been a little bit more different and then I really don't understand why we have this situation going on with them, Shane and, and Nia tagging to go up for the titles. Like, I just, like, to me, it's ridiculous. Um, you know, and you have, like, all these women that are just sitting there waiting for the opportunity, and they've had so many times that they could have really done something great with some of these women, and they just missed it. But I guess that's what WWE's notorious for. Um, so, continuing talking about women also I was just you know going to the whole situation with some of the black superstars um you know you, you had Bianca Belair who was doing great at NXT I feel like she, you know she shouldn't have been caught up but she was caught up and put on Raw I feel like she still should be in NXT she should have had opportunity to hold that NXT Women's Championship she could have had some great matches you know many more matches in NXT I feel like it wasn't her time and then now you have Keith Lee losing both his titles and and he's being called up and that's what I understand you know when it comes to the black wrestlers in NXT it's like they either they don't give him a title reign they maybe put him in one big rivalry or storyline and then they put him on the main roster on Raw like I don't understand why they can't stay in NXT longer you know you have Adam Cole who's still there you have Johnny Gargano you know you have all these you know other wrestlers that are probably going to be there for a couple of more years but all of a sudden, you know, when it comes to the black wrestlers, either they don't give them a title or they give them the title. It's a short run, title run, and then they put them on Raw. Like, to me, Bianca Belair should still be in NXT. She should have had the NXT title, but now she's a star. She has star power. She's talented. She's amazing to watch. And they're limiting her to tag team matches and just throwing her in random matches. You know, they could have... You know, not that she's the face that could put her in a match against Bayley, that could put her in a match against Sasha. You know, this is a wrestler that could actually give them a run for their money. Um, and, and, and to give Bianca an actual 
more of a push. So, you know, because to me, I think she would be ready for a title. I think she would be great at defending a title. But, of course, WWE is the way they are towards black wrestlers. Um, I mean, it was good to see a lot of black, you know, wrestlers out there in segments and stuff. But it's only they're only limited to mid-cards. And they're only limited to so much. So, it's kind of disappointing. Um, and I'm just kind of disappointed that they have Keith on Raw now. Um, I really think that he still should be in NXT. And, and he should have had a longer reign for the NXT Championship. It's just it's like so short run and, and ridiculous to me. Um, but he had a little run-in with Randy Orton, um, he was, Keith was coming to, um, Drew McIntyre to defense, so at Payback, there's going to be a match between Randy Orton and Keith Lee, and this is going to be a very interesting match to watch, because, you know, you have two different styles, you have two different personalities, um, so it's going to be great to watch, I feel like Randy will do a good job, and, and so will Keith Lee, and this will probably be, this could possibly be a match of the year um, candidate, or you know, it just be a great match, five star match to watch. Um, because, like I said, these are two great wrestlers um, in WWE right now. But yeah, it just sucks that he's already been called up. Um, so, uh, I guess the continuation with, with the whole like, um, what else happened on Raw? Um, I guess we have a Alistair. Black heel turn. Um, it's going to be interesting him as a heel. Um, I guess they really wasn't utilizing that much ever since he's been called up to Raw. Um, but maybe with this heel turn, maybe they'll give him a little bit more. Um, he took, you know, the situation with the eye situation and, 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 and ran with it and made it a part of his his persona now. So it's going to be great to see what all he does with it and what all he's going to do next. Um, I'm sure him and and um, Kevin Owens are going to have like a great um, storyline going. That they're both great in the ring. They're both, um, you know, well, Kevin Owens is more of like the verbal one. So it'll be very entertaining to see, you know, the back and forth between these two. But I'm sure they're going to have great matches. Um, so hopefully they actually do something very good with this this heel turn with Aleister Black because Aleister Black to me he's a great superstar that they weren't utilizing really and now that they have him now maybe they'll actually like use him to his full potential um and then that we you know you had the situation with the fatal four-way um Tawazawa won the the 24-7 title um you see you know you have the stable between MVP and Bobby Lashley and Shelton Benjamin, like, I really hope they really do something with Shelton Benjamin, um, as well as Bobby Lashley, like, they should, um, they, you know, they have them both doing stuff on Raw and then Raw Underground, um, they had him go up against Dolph Ziggler, which I think was kind of good, if they would have just made it look a little bit more gritty, a little bit more, you know, floor wrestling or mat wrestling, it would have been great, um, and they continue to do this, and I really think, like I said before, they should be having Matt Riddle and, and Bart Lesnar come on and actually, you know, go up against Shelton Benjamin and Bobby Lesnar, who have wrestling backgrounds, like amateur wrestling backgrounds, um, so hopefully eventually they get on the, the ball with that, um, but knowing them, they'll probably mess it up, so um, that's all I really have for Raw, um, I watched it and just was like, whatever, blah, whatever, um, and so then I watched AEW Dark tonight, um, and you know I had a couple of people 
um, that wrestled for DCCW and, you know, Rep Velvet, who I've wrestled before and, and have seen plenty of times at Go Wrestle. Um, so, um, you know, we had Tony Storm um, debut and the Metro Brothers. Um, the Metro Brothers, you know, I think they had a pretty good tag team match. They were very hard hitting. Um, hopefully, um, to me, some of these guys are bringing out, I really hope they, they sign them. Um, because you know they have potential, they have an actual gimmick they could actually use, um, and Metro Brothers would be one of them. Um, I would really like to see them sign them because they, they, there's so much they can do with them. Um, there's so much that AEW could do with this whole like gimmick that WWE didn't do with um, Deuce and Domino and Cherry when they had them on. You know WWE, you know they could actually maybe take what they didn't do with them and use it with the Metro Brothers, but I would love to see the Metro Brothers sign, but they had a pretty good tag team match. Um, of course, they didn't win, but hopefully we'll get to see more of them. Um, we also had Tony Storm and um, Jackson. I can't remember his full name, but um, I've been watching him with Broccoli and um, Hector Perfecto. Um, Jackson dates Rhea Ripley, but he was Tony Storm's uh, tag team partner. Um, you could tell Tony Storm is really hype. I know he's been really trying to wait. I mean, he's been really wanting his big break. Um, so um, he was really amped up and excited um, to be there in that situation. Um, they went on against the best friends. Um, it was a, a pretty good um, match. You know, he, Tony Storm's a pretty big guy, so he, he used that to his advantage. Um, you got to see Jackson. He's pretty athletic, pretty entertaining to watch as well. Um, you know, of course, they lost to the um, best friends, but, I mean, it was a good match. Um, hopefully, like I said, with the Metro, it was the same with um, Tony Storm. We could see more of him on AEW Dark or AEW. Um but yeah, we'll see what they have in store. Um, I know, like I've said in the last podcast, the podcast before, the other episode before, um, they've been letting some of the, um, I don't wanna call them jobbers, but the people they've been having jobs and they've let some of them go. So I don't know if they were just using it to make room for new, these new people, or maybe they just weren't sticking with them. So hopefully the Metro Brothers and, and Tony Storm do as well as well as um the person that i feel like has been doing great um brett velvet she went went up against male tonight you know somebody a little bit way bigger in size than she is but she made the best of it and i really hope they do sign her because she's doing very great i love to watch her in the ring she's very exciting to watch and she's really been you know putting in her best foot forward as far as you know making the best of this time she has in the ring when she's actually put on the show um but she's another person i would love to see them sign um but you know all in all all these guys that appeared on aw dark did a great job um i would say you know hopefully we get to see more of them um i don't have any really indie news going on um as far as like what's been going on in the Indies, I don't really think anything's happened in the past week or so. I know there's a Go Wrestle show coming up this Saturday. Um, I'll probably post anything they have on there on the um, Keeping It Handsome page. Um, and then just be on the lookout for anything new I have to post because I'm going to be working on something soon. Um, and I'll have it posted on um, the Keeping It Handsome page to so look out for that. Um, 
So with that being said, Irrelevance, I'm Prince Handsome, and this was another episode of Keeping It Handsome.